Welcome once again, everyone, to a Baseball America podcast, along with Aaron Fitt. I'm John Manuel. Podcast at BaseballAmerica.com is the email address. We don't usually get any podcast questions about college baseball, but you're, you're welcome to send them in, Jerome, and, uh, and we'll read them on the air. It's our New Year's resolution. You can also send those in for our regular podcast later on this week. This is the Irregular College Podcast, which actually is a regular podcast every Monday, brought to you by D. Marini. We thank them for the sponsorship, and Aaron, let's just... Jump right into it at the Baseball America Top 25 rankings. The big D Marini bat down the left side and the big D Marini out of the top. Go D Marini. That's right. In the uh, Baseball America Top 25, a change at the top. And you really just have to give Arizona State credit, Aaron. They're 17-0, only two undefeated teams in the whole country. Um, start off at number nine, just right out of the gate, they've been playing the best. They're raking like crazy. They keep on hitting. Uh, they've been better up the middle than anyone thought. And despite losing... Uh, Jason Jarvis in the last week to academic ineligibility. Uh, this team just keeps on winning. And this weekend, they pitched very, very well against Troy. And uh, 17-0 is 17-0. So Arizona State leapfrogs Arizona to jump to number one in our rankings. Yeah, and you know, I don't think there was there was a lot of hesitation when we made this move in the meeting today. Even though, we, you know, in general, uh, as a rule, we hate dropping uh, a team that... that one a weekend series against a ranked opponent like right. Arizona did. I mean, that's you know that's a good weekend. I mean, Absolutely. And, and ordinarily, we would certainly leave them right where they were at number one. But I think the preponderance of the evidence, uh, uh, you know, the, the bulk of the seasons here, you have to consider the fact that Arizona State has done everything, like you said, that we've asked them to do. Uh, they've played a, a good schedule. Granted, it's been all basically right there close to home. Right. Um, but uh, they played a good schedule, and, 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 and they're 17-0. I mean... You know, and this week in particular uh, was was a, was a an important week for them because they had those two midweek games against Arkansas and three against Troy. Uh, you know, they they were going to have some pitching questions, and and they ended up having to bring Mike Leak back uh, for a second start on Sunday. I think we all saw that coming, uh, but he's just one of those guys who's got that that elastic arm, bounced back, and threw another six plus strong innings on on Sunday. So, um, I think Arizona State right now, not only are they beating teams, John. Uh, but they're they're just they're just doing it with so much style. I mean, uh, I think the stat that you mentioned today was that they've out homered their opponents thirty one to four. That's crazy. They've got more strike uh, more walks and strikeouts uh, offensively. I mean, they're, they're, this offense is is scary good once again, and the pitching staff has been more than good enough. We knew they could be the best offense in the country. We we did. We we thought that was true. They've pitched better than we thought. You have to give them credit for the way they've pitched. They've competed extremely well. I mean, this weekend, this week they played five games against, I think, probably f- regional teams, Arkansas and Troy. But they're not regional teams, they're, they're going to be awfully close. Um, and they dominated them all. They rocked them all. So here's my Arizona State analogy to, to tie it in with March Madness, Aaron. You can see if you uh, agree with me. We'll see if Arizona State pitching, like you said, leak like they did. Tw- basically, our leak in Satow going to be like Kyle Singler is to Duke. And Duke basketball got to a great start this year. They're five and four in their last nine games, and they've faded toward the end of the season. Is Arizona State's pitching going to be able to hold up over the the season, over the the churn of the fifty six game compacted schedule? And what will they have left in the tank in the postseason? We already know they're going to be in the postseason. We already know they're going to compete for a Pac ten championship. But that's not really even all they're about. They're we have the number one because we think they can win a national championship. Will they have enough pitching left at the end of the year? Like right now, I think a month ago people thought Duke could win the national championship in basketball. I don't think anybody thinks that right now because 
frankly, they uh, they look gassed. And Kyle Singler specifically looks gassed. I'm wondering if it's the same thing you can say that about Dukes. I mean, about Arizona State's yeah. pitching. And, and, and I think it's a basketball honestly, analogy, but that's where I'm headed. And, and you know what? I mean, we're going to see a lot of this kind of double duty, I think, from Leak and Satow. And, and neither of those guys are really big guys, especially Satow is kind of a little guy. But but also, neither of them is really a, a power, power pitcher. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they can pull this off. And guess uh, what? They I, mostly did this last year. You know, those two yeah. guys threw a ton last year, and they, were pretty, they weren't the reason they didn't do well in Omaha last year. Those guys were both solid in Omaha. Was Brian Flores and Jason Jarvis who didn't pitch well in Omaha for them last year, and, 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 and their bats weren't really as good as, right. as they had been. It was actually, their, I mean, I think the offensive failure was. Yeah, uh, they didn't respond. Uh, they didn't. They didn't score against Oregon State. So, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I still think you know, if if you put me on the spot, do I think they're a better team than Arizona State? More better positioned, I should say, to win the national title. No. Yeah, than Arizona. Than Arizona, rather. Excuse me. Um, you know, I, I just think that the pitching depth is, will be a factor. I mean, I know that people, you know, we've been saying that all year long. Well, it's only, what, four weeks in now. Yeah. That's a third of the season Virtually, yeah. 17 yeah. games on a 56. So, I mean, right that, there, that's substantial, but, I mean, it's a 56-game season, John. Pitching depth will be a factor, and, and, and people are probably sick of hearing us say that, and you go but to it will be. And you go to Omaha, you're talking 65 games. So, 65, close to 70 games you're going to have to play. And that, that said, they're the know, best team in the country right now. They're the best That's team in the country right one. now. And, and John, I, I, will, I will add this. I had them in my eighth for Omaha last year after the College World Series. So, it's not like we, we, we hated these guys. Yeah, we had exactly. a number nine in the preseason. Clearly, we, we thought they're a strong contender for Omaha. We Absolutely. still clearly think that. I would be shocked if they don't go to the College World Series for the third time in four years. And that is by far the uh, high point of this program under Pat Murphy. Yeah. They'd only been to Omaha once previously in 98 uh, until 2005, and now they're on this run. Two and three years, I think it'll be three and four. But uh, Arizona State's a fascinating team. We could make the whole podcast about Arizona State. We've already gone six minutes about them. Let's, well, let's, let's yeah, that's, that's, we, we can keep on talking. How about the other undefeated team? Let's shift gears a little bit on the other undefeated team, Kentucky, at 18-0, and a seven-win week. Why are they 16 and Arizona State is one? What's uh, what well, do you think on that? Because you know you've got to you've got to play a, a tough schedule, and this was a, a big weekend, I think, for Kentucky to show that they can uh, keep this going against a you know an SEC team. I mean, Alabama, I think, is probably the weakest SEC team in my mind down there. the year. Um, but uh, but still, you know, you, you sweep those guys. Granted, it's at home, but it's take, that's taking care of business. Um, so finally, I think Kentucky is starting to get some quality wins under its belt. Up until this point. Uh, they've just completely bludgeoned teams that are, are right. not even close to, in my opinion, being regional caliber teams. Uh, I think that they're ranked appropriately. I think number 16 is about where they are. I think they're uh, they're a super regional contender. Um, you know, I mean, and, and if you're a super regional contender, then obviously you're also an Omaha contender. That's exactly right. But but uh, but I don't think they're an Omaha favorite right now. It, it is a long season, but I, I think that you know clearly, if you're Kentucky, you've got to be happy with the pitching, uh, with, with Scott Green and and you know the veterans with Rusin and um, you know uh, Albertowski and Albers. Yeah. All those guys have been very solid. And Sawyer uh, Carroll, speaking of veterans, uh, Sawyer Carroll and uh, Colin Calgar is ripping the cover off the ball. Absolutely, and, and they've gotten contributions from other guys like Keenan Wiley, and it's a it's a very good, balanced offense uh, from top to bottom, um, and the pitching staff is solid. I think Kentucky's a very good club, um, and we'll, we'll see just how good here as the SEC season gets going. It's the Baseball America podcast. I'm John Manuel. He is Aaron Fitt. Aaron, the other team that played the cream puff schedule of all cream puff teams was Virginia, Lehigh, Coppin State, uh, Old Dominion, which was their best early season win. 
Siena and Cornell, VMI. That was Virginia's pre-conference schedule. And I feel obliged to point out that we did we did pick Siena to win their conference. Granted, it's I mean it's still it's still not a very yeah really it's Siena. Team. I'm sorry, it's it's an MAAC team. Yeah, and uh, that's an MAAC without Lemoyne, a weak and a drastically uh-huh. weak in MAAC. But uh, two road series in conference: North Carolina State and Duke. And Duke baseball playing better than Duke basketball right now. Let's give it up for Sean McNally. That? Sean McNally doing a great job at Duke great right job. now. But uh, two weekend series and two losses for Virginia and ACC play. They're two and four in the league. It does get a little bit easier for them to go home to play BC and Virginia Tech the next two weekends. I expect them to stay in the rankings, but they moved down to twenty four. Are this, was, is this is this a fraud team of the year right now, Aaron? The worst fourteen and four team you're going to see. Oh, what, yeah. what is going on at Virginia? Why are they off to this rough start? Considering they're two and four in their league, and I was thoroughly tempted, John, to run them all the way out of the top twenty-five. I just think you you start out eleven and zero, you know, best start in school history, great, but it didn't really mean anything because we knew already Virginia was much better, much much better than any of those teams that they played. They right. didn't prove anything to us. Now they've had two weekends in conference play, and you know, to, to go to NC State and lose that series, I mean, that, you know, NC State's a good club; they're both good pitching clubs. Uh, that series could have gone either way and didn't go their way. Okay, right. So we didn't really hit them that hard for that. Right. We kind of left them roughly in the same neighborhood. But you know, what? You, you just you just gotta win that series at Duke. And I know Duke is an improved team. And 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 since it's St. Patrick's Day, John, I want to give uh, special credit to a Boston native on on Duke's club, <laughs> Alex Hassan, who's just been playing out of his mind right now. He is having uh, a great with, year with the bat and also out of the bullpen. Uh, he's hitting four thirty four on the season now overall. He's he had a, a big week for them. Uh, uh, like I said, uh, both ways. So I mean, he's he's a big reason for for their success there. I believe it's pronounced Hassan. Is it Hassan? I think it is. But he's got four saves out of their bullpen. He's the number two hitter. Uh, everyone on this team goes two ways. All these uh, Duke guys, and they've got a couple young arms to watch out for. Grant Monroe and Chris Mano. Grant Monroe, a freshman, right-hander, doesn't have a big strikeout walk numbers, but uh, I guess it's his dad, who was uh, Larry Monroe in the White Sox scouting department. Uh, this guy can really play, and they also have a freshman shortstop they like at a big. Uh, game-winning hit this weekend. Jay Clemmerman is a Californian. Uh, Duke is interesting. They're gonna—they're not going to be a bottom feeder. The ACC so far, uh, giving some signs that's going to have a little bit more balance. It's always been top-heavy. Boston College this weekend. That's where I was headed. Boston College uh, taking care of Clemson this weekend, uh, winning two or three. And the ACC is a little less top-heavy than we are accustomed to, and that's—that's that's pretty interesting. I, yeah. That's a good sign for the Atlantic Coast Conference. Speaking of less top, well, oh, go ahead. Last thought on that, yeah. John. Is what would you have said going into the year if I would have told you that Clemson and Virginia would both lose their first two series in conference play uh, against teams like Duke Boston and College, Boston College and, and Wake Forest and NC State? I mean, they're not even playing the teams that we regarded, I think, as the top teams in this league. I think those are all solid teams, right? But but not the teams that we expected to be the top teams. I would have said that is weird, wild stuff. <laughs> I, I would have said that's a little bit skewed, a little bit weird, but. Um, Speaking of top-heavy leagues not, that are not top-heavy this year, the Pac-10. We could do po- weekly Pac-10 podcasts for Pac-10Baseball.com if they wanted us to. Um, but uh, they haven't asked. But uh, Long Beach State sweeps Southern California. That's the only negative, really. No, there are two negatives for the Pac-10 all year. Oregon State, slow start. The Beavers are out of the top 25 rankings this week. And then uh, you know, UCLA is coming back uh, from a slow start. Uh, you've got uh, Cal playing exceedingly well. What was the big story on the, in the West for you this uh, this week besides the Arizona Arizona State? Well, let me let me um, 
Because you got first. Washington State going to Washington Oklahoma State winning taking, three out of four. Yeah, that's that's, that's what made me start on this whole them. train of thought. Um, but I wanted to also add, I mean, Oregon State, you mentioned we, we ran them from the polls. They didn't have State a, ballers. They did have a two-and-one week, um, if, if you count the Monday win against San Diego, uh, blowout win against San Diego State. In you the have last to count it. You do have to count it, but split two with Nevada. Uh, you know what, the, the biggest reason we, we ran these guys after a two-and-one week, which, you know, we don't usually do, but... Uh, the fact is that they're not a top twenty-five team right now, John. They're, they're, this is a team that's supposed to be built on pitching and defense, and, and they're not doing a very good job preventing their opposition from scoring runs. And that's <laughs> the whole bottom line. We rank them bec- mostly. We rank them as highly ranked them mostly because of Mike Stutz and George Reyes. Reyes. Yeah, and those guys both got pounded this weekend again. They, those again, guys have been really, for lack of a better word, bad so far this year. Very disappointing. And and uh, that's got to be a major major concern for Oregon State. It's a, it's a concern for me uh, when I when I evaluate this team. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Is they are uh, the reasons we rank them. I mean, they're, they're not winning. First of all, they're seven and six, so they're not winning. And second of all, uh, you know, opponents have hit eleven home runs in thirteen games against them. You know, Mike Stutz has given up five in twenty one innings. Uh, Stutz and Reyes are their two guys, and Reyes's ERA is eleven fifteen, and Stutz is seven twenty nine. Period. They're not a top twenty five team, like you said. Oregon State really has been the biggest disappointment in the Pac-10. Washington State, uh, the best story really in the Pac-10, I think, outside of Arizona State and Arizona's amazing beginning. The fact those two teams are 29-2 and combined. Uh, But Washington State going to Oklahoma, which has been a borderline top 25 team all year, uh, goes out there and wins three of four. uh, It's a big week. It's a very big week for uh, for Washington State. Um, So it's a Baseball American podcast. I'm John Manuel. He's Aaron Fitt. Speaking of West Coast teams, UC Irvine and the Big West get the Big West a second top ten team. Long Beach State up to number seven after sweeping Southern Cal. Irvine up to fourteen and one. Certainly one of the hottest teams in the country. The Anteaters are uh, pitching outrageously well. It is really amazing. Yeah. That team's uh, that team's but, success right now is, is pretty incredible. But it's the, but it's the bats that were the biggest question mark with them coming into the year, and and they scored runs this weekend, John. They uh, and so know, did Long Beach. So did Long Beach. So did Long Beach. You're exactly right. And, and actually, you know, going into the weekend, Long Beach was averaging like three or four runs a game. I mean, it was really not very impressive. They were just getting it done because they're right. so good on the mound and, and uh, defensively. But uh, you know, Irvine. I mean. You know, they, they scored nine runs uh, and then 14 runs and 13 runs against Hawaii. Um, they're, they're getting, first of all, incredible production from Ollie Linton at the top of the order. He's been the biggest part of this thing, but Ryan Fisher uh, has come in as well and, and, and just continued to hit. Francis Larson had a big weekend, a guy that I think uh, I expected to see more out of as a freshman last year. He was a, a big recruit for them uh, as a potential power bat. I think he's starting to come around five for five uh, in the first game, that doubleheader Saturday, and then three more hits in the second game. So, um, you know they're they're getting they're getting offense as well as pitching. We, right. We knew that Scott Gorgon was an All American. They're not we, just one dimensional right now. Exactly, and, and we hope Bryce Stoll would be. We thought he would be good, and he has been. Um, but uh, we ended up deciding Irvine should be jumped up a little bit, rewarded in the rankings this week. A little bit of an unusual move again for us to, right. to jump them over teams like Cal and UCLA that had good weeks. We're at about the 25 to 33% level of games played for a lot of these teams. Everyone's playing between 15 and 18 games pretty much. And so we've got a little bit better feel for these guys. Uh, everyone's played more than a quarter of their season. And it's just obvious that Irvine and Florida State right now are just playing uh, fantastic. Florida State takes their first loss during the week to Georgia. But then Georgia Tech, which have been playing very, very well, not well enough to be ranked because they weren't scoring, but close. 
and just houses Georgia Tech. And they just yeah. they, they were that was very very impressive for Florida State. And yeah, and they, Florida State does that at home to people sometimes. They just right. you know they get at Dick Hauser Stadium. And sometimes they just embarrass people because well, you know what? that's a good pitching staff Georgia Tech has. It, it is, and that, that's the surprising thing. And that's why I thought Florida State. That's what made me really think. Okay, Irvine scored. Florida State really did go crazy offensive. I was a little resistant to moving those. Two teams up at first, but uh, and we did hit South Carolina reasonably hard for losing their series. But you know they did lose midweek to Yale. That's <laughs> that's a bad loss. Uh, is that loss worse than Long Beach State losing at home to Western Illinois? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we not. Deba- we actually debated that this morning. That's exactly we right. We did, we actually did debate that. But you know, Long Beach State recovered and swept a good Southern yeah. California team. And Long Beach State has had one of the most impressive early seasons in my mind. The first four weeks, despite their their bats, the fact that they've been able. They've been able to go twelve and three, um, and, and you know, now the bats are coming around. But they've got they've won some 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 series against some real quality opponents like Rice and Wichita State. I think Long Beach State's the best team in California, wow. and that's a good team. But they're the, they're the highest ranked team we have in the state of California. I think they're the best team. I think they are better than Irvine. I think they're better than UCLA. I think they're the best team. UCLA has started to hit. That's good. Good well, for UCLA. I'll tell you what, John, we'll find out a lot about that this weekend when when we've got UCLA and, and Long Beach in a three game series. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to that one. Wish Can't that was on. That wish that was on uh, college baseball television, which would be an awesome thing if that existed. But uh, that would be on cable channel three thousand, I think. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if we were to invent that, sponsored by De Marini. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Baseball American podcast. I'm John. He's Aaron. Last thing, Aaron, we got a chance to see Coastal Carolina in person. Obviously, we were impressed. Coastal Carolina jumps into the rankings this weekend. Not necessarily on the strength of beating Michigan, but they did beat Michigan. They split two. Played a couple of uh, They played three games against ranked teams this week and uh, won two out of three of those games. Uh, they were my Omaha sleeper, but I'll let you explain why they were my Omaha sleeper. What did, what do we see and what do you see out of Coastal Carolina that prompted us to rank them this week? It's it's very similar to, I think, what they had last year. It's, it's a really good, balanced, well-coached team. Uh, they've got some key bats back, and guys like David Sipelt and, and Tommy Baldridge, and uh, you know they've gotten great, great starts from guys like Doc Doyle and uh, a lot of stolen bases. Doc from, Doyle, fun to say the names on this team: Bobby Gag, Doc Doyle, right. David Sipelt, the All Main team. Scott Woodward, as a freshman, has come in and, and stolen 17 bases in 18 attempts. I mean, it's a good offense. He has a very mediocre can, name, Scott Woodward. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, no it's kind of kind of run of the mill, I think. It is run of the mill. Uh, but these guys, you know, they 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 they'll beat you a lot of different ways. Um, and, and they, they can pitch, as we saw. I mean, David Anderson uh, scattered 10 hits against Carolina, but he's just a guy who makes the right pitch at the right time. Yeah, he just competes and throws strikes and makes you beat him. Which uh-huh. is, you know, kind of like Bobby Gag. I mean, none of these guys are really overpowering, except maybe Nick McCauley, who's been racking up the strikeouts, so he didn't pitch great this weekend. But, right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's a it's a very good club, John, and they've been knocking on the door of the, of the top 25 for the last few weeks, even entering the season. And, uh, you know, finally they, they had a chance to show what they could do against some ranked teams, and, and they took care of business, so they uh, entered the rankings at number 21. you got to respect that. Uh, you got to respect taking care of business, just like uh, Nebraska and East Carolina that also came in with them uh, with combined 25 consecutive games, one between the two of them, 13 right. for the Huskers and, and 12 for the Pirates. And, and it was I think it was hard leaving out teams that like like Central Florida and Texas, Texas A&M, A&M and, and Pepperdine, which is a team that I've been wanting to rank all year. <laughs> you uh, and your Pepperdine. You know, I think it's a, I think Pepperdine's a top 25 caliber club. But this wasn't the week to do it because even though they won a, a weekend series against a good Oral Roberts club, uh, they, they did lose the midweek game. Uh, you know, they're 13-5. They're and five. They, they, they've, they've got a few, you know, a few losses sprinkled in every week. That has kind of 
prevented us from really being overwhelmed and running them in. Well, they go to Oregon State next weekend, another one to watch, another series to watch. That's going to be... The winner of that series should be ranked, I would think, next week. Uh, I, I think so. But next weekend's a, a good weekend of college baseball. Uh, you got a lot of league play uh, around a lot of the country. Yeah. Um, Baylor, Missouri is another one I'm looking forward to in the Big 12, which we haven't really talked about today. Oh, wow. For, how about Missouri? I mean, you can look at your top 25 tracker, but that was ridiculous. Missouri's pitching this week. I know it was not, I know it was out of conference and all that, but, uh, very impressive for Missouri. I just, like you, like we said though, it's, uh, it is March and I already made a couple college basketball references and it's easy to, sometimes to lose sight of college baseball this time of year, but not for us. Not for uh, us. It's a great time of year. The conference season is starting and we're already talking about next weekend's series. I mean, we're going to be looking at that, uh, that Pepperdine Oregon State series or Long Beach State and UCLA. Uh, a couple of great ones to watch on the West Coast. Gee, this is news, Aaron. Uh, good teams on the West Coast this year. I can't believe it. Yeah, I had that happen. Well, we'll talk about it all next Monday. Thanks for checking into this week's Baseball America podcast. Until next time, so long, everybody. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.